This is this is this is this is this is this is this this is this is this is this is this is the local music revolution the local music revolution 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 Hello and welcome to the Local Music Revolution. I am your host, Ogre. How are you doing, everyone? On today's episode, I have Scott from Stringjoy, who happens to be a sponsor of the show. This interview was actually recorded last summer when I started talking to Scott about being a sponsor for the podcast. My main concern was actually just getting him on the show so he could talk about the company because I really like the company. A little backstory before we get into this. I found Stringjoy by accident about 3 a.m. I was researching a potential guest and they were sponsored by Stringjoy. So I decided to go on their website and take a look at Stringjoy and see what they were all about. I saw the website, I saw what they were doing, and I saw what they were doing for their artists. Immediately, I sent an email off to who would become my interviewee, Scott, um, asking if I could potentially be sponsored as well. I do not play shows, but I do put out shows four times, five times a month. So I have something to offer. So I asked, and Scott was a champ, and he set me up with a sponsorship through Stringjoy. All I had to do was ask. The worst Scott could have done is say no, I do not think that we can work together and I would have still begged to have him on the show because I really really enjoy what Stringjoy is doing. Since this episode was recorded Stringjoy has introduced new products. They have also increased their social media which is very very awesome because I follow them on every social media site that I can because they're really fun it's music related and if anybody follows me on Facebook which I'm mostly on then you know that anything I really post is either music or ridiculously stupid funny comments and things like that speaking of that if for some reason you want to get a hold of me for podcast reasons please Get a hold of me at facebook.com slash the local music revolution on Twitter at TLMR podcast on Instagram at the local music revolution and on WordPress, the local music revolution dot wordpress dot com. I run all of those. They're all connected to my phone. They all get to me as soon as you post something. I am watching you people. So without any further ado whatsoever, this is Scott owner and operator of Stringjoy, really good guy and a sponsor of the podcast. Hear what he has to say about his company and what the future holds for Stringjoy. All right, we're live. All right, I'm here with Scott, the founder and mastermind behind Stringjoy. How are you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing great, Andrew. Thanks so much for having me today. Well, thank you for being on the show and thank you for sponsoring the show. I really appreciate it. I, I truly do. Oh, it's our pleasure, man. I mean, we 
what you guys are doing lines up exactly with what we try to do as a company, which is, you know, to be there for uh, everyone from the little guy to somebody that's touring and playing arenas. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think your show really speaks to everybody across that that whole echelon there. So uh, we're well, more than happy you. to be involved. Well, thank you very much. So um, before we get too far into this, I have been wondering the backstory. What was it that made you want to develop this company um, and, and create these uh, custom guitar strings? And what what do you want to do proceeding forward? Sure, sure. Well, I mean, to start out, I've been playing guitar, of course, since I was in, gosh, I guess, fourth grade. So more years than I'd like to admit. Uh, but it's always been a passion of mine, and I've always been kind of a gear nerd. You know, I've, I did the Craigslist hustle through college and afterwards just, you know, buying an amp and then trading it for something else and doing the same thing with pedals and guitars. So, I mean, I spent countless hours, God knows, modding things and just, like, trying to find the perfect setup. You know, I, I think that's what every guitarist is after. Like, yeah. just the right guitar, the right pickups, the right pedals, the right amp, all that stuff. Uh, and after a while of, you know, chasing down this, I realized I was using, like, you know, the cheapest strings I could find, basically, like the same $4 set of strings, you know, <laughs> 10 to 46 light gauge. And, you know, I started to think, well, what, you know, I have thousands of dollars <laughs> into my guitars and my gear and everything. Uh, and I know, you know, how, how much of a difference making a slight little change somewhere in my guitar and my amp can make. So, like, why, why is everybody just using the same guitar strings? Uh, and that was kind of weird to me. So I just started playing around a little bit myself at first, um, you know, buying some heavier gauge sets, some lighter gauge sets, uh, mixing around strings a little bit. I, I got into playing with open tunings and started really messing with things to adjust to that. And after a while, man, I just realized, you know, I think this would be a really cool thing for a lot of people to get involved with uh, and to see how much of a difference it can make in your tone, because I was blown away, uh, tone and playability, that is. But the problem is, man, if you want to buy individual strings or you want to, like, mix sets, it's really expensive. Uh, you got to yeah. buy a couple sets and mash them together. Uh, or you just get single strings that have been sitting in, like, a warehouse somewhere uh, that gets sent to you without, you know, being packaged up or anything. So, you know, I guess like any entrepreneur, and I, I've always had that kind of part of my brain, I thought, uh, why not find a way to fix this? Uh, so, you know, that was kind of the genesis of it. And I, I started out, you know, just scraping by, talking to everyone I could, you know, saying, hey, you got to give this a try. I'll, I'll make you a set and let's see what you think. Uh, and, you know, it's grown pretty quickly. We've just been active for about eight months now. And it's been really, wow. really recent. Uh, but already, I mean, it, it's sort of taken off and kind of taken a life of its own. And I'm just trying to keep up. So uh, I'm super <laughs> proud to be involved. And uh, as always, I think any entrepreneur would tell you, after a little while, it, it hardly even feels like, you know, it feels like you're working for the company. It doesn't feel like something you created it. It's just this thing uh, all its own, and you can't couldn't be prouder of it. Exactly. I actually have that feeling about this podcast. It's just it's taken oh, off sure. in the past few months, and it's it's insanity. Um, so, what is the difference between your guitar strings and the the um, high well the cheap strings um, from the major companies? Is there a different mixture right, of right, the right. metals? Yeah. So, I mean, it's a couple things. For one, uh, I should say, you know, I don't want to talk a bunch of crap about all the other guitar string companies out there. I've used personally, you know, everyone from Deodario to Ernie Ball to Elixir and everything. And, you know, I, I never like picked up those strings and was just like, these are total crap. You know, those guys make great products. Um, but what we try to do ourselves, we make, you know, our materials are all from the USA and we try to get only the top notch stuff. Our strings are made here in the USA by winders that have been doing it for decades. And, you know, we went and talked to these guys and figured out the perfect way to make these strings to make them 
have as much sustain as possible, the longest life as possible, and just be the highest quality. Um, so it all kind of starts with that. And then when we get them and we you know, package up the strings and make sure that each set is perfect, we look at every single string and try to make sure that there's, you know, it's absolutely flawless. You know, because sometimes whenever you're, whenever you're making something in a large quantity, you know, it's inevitable that one or two are kind of going to be duds. And I've talked to guys that, you know, here in Nashville play studio stuff, and they've said, you know, what a pain it is buying, you know, strings from these big companies and then finding out that they got like a dud, a dud set or their G string or the D string sounded just a little bit dull or off. Ooh. So we try to prevent that as much as possible by just having humans involved in the process. Uh, making okay. sure that we're checking out every string and making sure that only the best stuff goes out. So obviously that takes a lot of time and it takes, you know, labor costs and all that, um, the effort whenever you have human eyes on it. But we think it's worth it, you know, versus it just coming off the machine without anybody ever looking at it and then, you know, going to the guitar store, sitting in a warehouse for a while, and then you buy it. Um, we'd rather it come direct. And, you know, speaking of that, one other thing I would say is our strings are fresh. If you buy a set of strings from us online, it was made probably within the last week or two weeks uh, really? And then it's sent right to your door, whereas when you're making them through a manufacturer, shipping it through a distributor, going to a warehouse, then going to you know, a guitar store, there's inevitably going to be months in that process of things are just sitting around. Uh, wow. So ours are as fresh as again. So I've never actually asked the question. I've always kind of just sat there and took it as is. But what does it take to actually build a guitar string from the ground up? Sure. So, I mean, you've got a couple different components. You have the ferrule, which is the, the little ball end, and then you have the actual core wire itself. And then in the case of wound strings, you have the wrapping. And, of course, plain steel strings don't have any wrapping around them. So, you know, you have the metal that's made and, you know, rolled into your larger wires, and then you have the wrapping that's wrapped around it, and the ferrule goes at the end, uh, and that creates it. Uh, depending on how thick the actual core wire is and how thick the wrapping is or how many times you wrap around it, uh, that will determine the thickness of the gauge of the string itself. Uh, so in our case, we have a lot of humans involved and some machines to use to make it all go very effortlessly. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of a simple process in certain ways, but it's one of those things where, you know, they've been doing it for decades, and so it's all about, like, the smallest details and making sure that it comes out perfectly in terms of, you know, um, a good example would be if you were making, you know, an 80-gauge string, which is a really thick string, you could either use just like a very thick wrapping around the, the actual core wire itself, or you could use multiple thinner wrappings. And how you go about doing that has effects on the tone. So it's all these little things uh, that go into the end final finished product. Wow. That is, that's actually really interesting. I never <laughs> thought to ask that. That's great. Um, so I, I know there's a little bit of legality here, but do you, are your facilities in-house or do you send out to get the strings? Yeah, so we use a winer that's been doing it for decades. When I got into this, I first thought I was like, you know, I, I want to make sure that I get the best possible string. Um, does that mean that I should, you know, because I was just a player starting out, yeah. uh, does that mean that I should spend years, you know, kind of tootling underneath somebody and figuring out exactly how these are made and then buy the machines and hire a staff? Or, uh, you know, is there another way? And, you know, I kind of weighed these two options for a little while. And I found a particular guy who's been making strings for a number of companies for a long, long time. I guess I think it's been about three decades that he's been doing it. Wow. Um, and we're able to go to the, those guys at his shop and just say, you know, how would you make strings if you, I guess, if you didn't have to worry about all the stuff that you do when you're making strings for like a corporate company that has to hit certain price points and they have to you know, meet all these certain specs, 
how would you make strings if you wanted to, you know, just do the best possible strings you could, regardless of price point? Um, and they've been great. We've been able to work with them, and they, I think, honestly, are, are the best strings that I've ever played. And I, I've abed them between a couple of different others, and I just there's something about it that seemed to wear a lot better. There is more tone from the get-go, more sustain, and I, I'm super proud of these. And it's so much fun being involved in something where you can be that proud of the product. Nice. Um, that I know, you know, if somebody gets these on their guitar, they're going to know the difference. And, I mean, you can look at our Facebook page or our Instagram profile. People tag us every day with new types yeah. of things saying, you know, oh, my gosh, my guitar has never sounded this good. And that's just, like, that's what keeps me going uh, is being able to make a difference for, you know, players. So uh, it, it's pretty cool. And, I mean, <laughs> a lot of people, at first we got a little bit of pushback from people. Our, our strings sell for $10, so we're kind of in the upper middle of the strings. You know, a set of strings that cost you anywhere from $4 up to 13 or 15 depending on where you're going and getting them from um but the thing is if you see what a difference strings can make not only in the company but also in the gauges and the thickness of your set you realize that you know that extra five bucks you're spending uh can make a huge difference on your tongue and it's like a lot of people wouldn't think twice to get a 500 dollars like a strymon reverb pedal uh but a lot of people initially are like well why would i spend five dollars more well you know because your tone's what matters man yeah. uh, that's that's yeah. everything so it can make a huge difference. I think it's one of the easiest and actually most affordable ways to change your guitar and get your, you know, playing right the way that you want it to be. So um, you say that you've gotten some pushback. Um, I've noticed in a lot of anything dealing with music, really, there's a lot of pushback mm -hmm. if you're new and different. Um, mm -hmm. Is there, can you explain like how there was pushback towards your company? Well, you know, th there wasn't honestly that much. It was just in the early days, it would, you know, a dozen or so people uh, early on, which to me, when I was just trying to scrounge up anybody I could try these, you know, that seemed like the whole world. Um, but, you know, now we hardly see it at all, to be honest, and certainly from nobody that gets, you know, actually tries our string. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, with anything, when you're coming out with something new and different, you're going to find people who, you know, will get up on social media and just say, you know, well, like, Ernie Balls are the best strings ever. I have no interest in trying yours. And, you know, if that's how you feel, that's fine. You know, I, I know that <laughs> I'm not going to be able to change everybody in the world's minds, you know. And like I said, those companies make great products, and I respect people that are loyal to companies. You know, we have a loyal base of customers that keeps us alive. So I yeah. totally get it. Um, I don't, you know, I'm not going to be a jerk to anybody or say, you know, you have to try our strings or, you know, it'll be the end of the world. But I think it's an awesome option, uh, and we have a lot to offer uh, customers and you know, players that will come over to our side. So that brings me to something that's actually really close to me is your sponsorship program. Um, yeah. I found you guys on a Instagram account of a guitarist that asked to be on my show. And I was just doing research, and, and I stumbled upon you, and I said, oh, I saw that you had a sponsorship program. I was like, okay, let's check this out. And it was incredible. Very easy for a, a artist to become sponsored. Me being a podcast, honestly, I, I thought it was a shot in the dark, but you worked with me, and now I am a proud you know, sponsor E of Stringjoy. Um, can you explain when you decided to do the sponsorship program, what was your intent and how has it become or how has it formed since you guys have implemented it? Sure, man. That's a great question, Andrew. So, I mean, a little bit of history behind it. When I first started the company, uh, I really kind of went back and forth about this because the thing is, you know, every, 
we make guitar strings, right? So absolutely everybody that plays our strings by necessity is an artist or a musician, right? Yeah, and yeah. so a lot of people will ask, like, do you do artist discounts? It's like, well, everybody <laughs> that's buying our strings are an artist, you know? Like, <laughs> we couldn't, if we, if we were going to discount them for every single person, we might as well just, you know, change the price point, right? Uh, yeah. So I really struggled with that. And to be honest, you know, I, I'm a player myself, and I have tons of friends that are musicians. I live in Nashville, and that's pretty much what everybody does. Um, so, you know, I'm really close to musicians and close to um, people in bands, you know, all the way from starting out to playing arenas. And what I really wanted to steer away from was a circumstance where I was sort of, you know, the arbiter of how good somebody is. So that was my other big thing is if, you know, somebody sends me a pitch and says, hey, you want to sponsor um, my band? And a couple of people send it like that. You know, how do I draw the line between, you know, saying you are good enough of a player uh, for, for, to be a part of, you know, our company and you aren't? You know, I, I don't want to spend every day telling people for, for whatever reason they're not good enough. Yeah. Uh, that seemed kind of crazy to me. So for a long time, I just said, no, we're not going to do a sponsorship program at all. Um, and after a while, you know, I just... I got some cool pitches from some cool people and just wanted to figure out a way to make it work. But I knew that if I was going to make a sponsorship program, it had to be something that I couldn't be super, super exclusive about. Um, so I don't mean to say that we let absolutely everybody in, um, but we're probably a lot more lenient than a lot of the, the huge companies out there, you know, try to get a sponsorship yeah. from Gibson, Gibson or something. I imagine it's a lot tougher. You know, I just wanted to find something that I could make it where, we could cut some, you know, cut a bit of the price off for people and make it easier for them uh, and also be able to provide them, you know, support and share when they're going on tour, when they're releasing a record, whatever, through our account, because that builds our community as well, and we love doing that. So we found a nice little system that's something that we're able to offer to a lot of artists. And now we have over, gosh, I think it's over 150 um, and growing every day sponsored wow. artists at the moment. Uh, and, and they're amazing. I mean... Basically, the, the way it works out is it's about a 20% discount off of all of our strings, which I know is not enormous, um, but we're, we go direct to customer. We don't have enormous margins. We you know, really strive to make sure that all of our money is going to make our product uh, and the people that work for us uh, you know, do the best job they can and have the best product that we can. So it, we can't you know, give strings away for free the way that you can if you're a huge company that you know, 10,000 sets doesn't mean anything. That would break us. But we found a nice happy median where we can cut people a discount and we can also be there to really, you know, help and work with them. Um, something that I say in my sponsorship emails when I explain to people, you know, what it kind of looks like, you know, a hundred years ago, your grandpa probably had like a guy that was his, his shoe guy, right? You know, if he lived <laughs> in like a small town, whenever he needed a pair of shoes, which is once a year, once every three years, he'd go to, you know, John down the road and John knew him and where he lived and what his needs were. He knew that he was a farmer, so he'd need this kind of boot, you know, to work well. Um, you have that personal relationship with somebody that they're willing to be able to work with you and help out. Uh, but that you know doesn't really exist anymore. You know, if I go yeah. to buy something from Amazon or something, there's nobody there to tell me <laughs> what what I need or who knows <laughs> you know who I am and why I would need a certain thing. So you know one of my goals, and this is definitely with a sponsored artist, but it's honestly with everybody uh, is to be that guy, to be the string guy, you know that you can write me at any time and say, hey, uh, I love the set that I'm working on. I was thinking of just going a little bit heavier on the sixth string because I've been playing in drop D or drop C a lot of late. What do you think? And I'll hit you back and let you know what you know what adjustment we can make to make it work perfectly. And that's the thing that you know that doesn't exist from any other string company. Uh, there's there's nobody there to you know tell you what you need. Uh, they all just sell them through the main channels. 
Um, so that's something we try to do, and I think it's pretty unique, and it's one of the things I'm most proud of for the business as well. So when you get the emails and everything, um, can you explain the criteria of how you decide which artists, or is that something that's just strictly for you? Well, you know, it honestly, in many ways, kind of comes down to myself. Like, there's no, you know, strict number of, like, you need this many Facebook fans or you need this. I mean, it's just something that I, I think is a good circumstance for the both of us. So, you know, if you're playing in a band and have a bit of a following, and I think that it'd be good to, you know, support you guys and help you out any way that we can, then I will. You know, I, I have to believe in it in a certain way, you know, in, in whatever you're doing, that it's something cool and something unique. Um, because, you know, if we're going to put our muscle behind it, I really want it to be something that we both jive on. And I, fortunately, like, I really don't feel, you know, there's no genres that I hate and no genres, you know, that I would, you know, don't listen to. So oh. fortunately, I can be pretty even keeled on that. It's not like we take guys from just one genre over another. Um, but we're happy to endorse anybody that, you know, makes sense and makes sense for our com- company. So speaking of that, has there been any of these bands or artists that you've uh, you've um, endorsed that just kind of blew you away and you were like, yes, yes, there was no question after you heard them? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's been a, a lot of people, to be honest. Uh, I'm not <laughs> sure what the percentage would be, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I love music, so I, I can, I pretty easily, I was always the guy growing up who'd be like, you know, you have to hear this song. This song is amazing. Uh, and we tell all my friends and really try to push it around. So I get easily excited in that world, I suppose. Uh, so that, that very often happens. We're all here something, and I'll absolutely love it. Um, the, the most recent thing that comes to mind, we've got an artist, they go by the Brothers Landreth, and it's actually spelled Bros, just B-R-O-S, Landreth, L-A-N-D-R-E-T-H, if you nice. want to check them out. But they're from Canada, and I saw them play here in Nashville, and it just blew my mind. I mean, uh, this fellow is playing a like 13 gauge strings and just absolutely ripping apart on them. And they're, they're down tuned a bit, but he's doing some Stevie Ray Vaughan stuff. Uh, so that was the most recent one. I got to go out to their show about a month or two ago, wow. and that was a lot of fun. But there's tons of people that I think are absolutely amazing, and we're so happy to you know have them part of us. Nice. So you've mentioned in passing that you live in Nashville and Nashville mm-hmm. if anybody knows anything it's like a country capital um country music capital of like the US it's insane sure. how many country artists come through there and how much history is mm-hmm. in that town um so how is the music scene in Nashville I've never been so I'm really Oh interested. it's amazing man and I mean anybody that lives down here will tell you like the, the big misconception is that it's all country um, but that's not really true. There's there's definitely a huge country music complex here, but there's also you know like a huge underground rock scene here. I nice. mean there's so Stereo Gum uh, the, the blog did a piece on a band from Nashville called Bully, and they're they're a newer band and they're absolutely amazing. They got their best album of the week. But in that piece, they were talking about kind of in the setup. Uh, you know, let's imagine you go to a music festival anywhere and you round up a hundred kids, you know, in their twenties. And, you know, just set them off in the middle and say, go to wherever you want to go. Uh, pretty much all those kids these days are going to go to, like, the EDM <laughs> booth. You know, like, uh, people are in many ways moving away from instruments and getting really into, you know, electronic music, uh, which I don't think is a terrible thing. I-, I love a lot of that music. But the piece went on to say, you know, believe it or not, there is one city <laughs> that actually kids get super excited and just, like, come out in droves for rock guitar music and that is Nashville. Uh, and that's very true. I mean, ever since I've been here, there are just 
DIY shows that are in people's basements that will have, you know, over 100 people all the time. I mean, wow. this is happening almost every every night of the week. Um, and it, it's amazing. Like, it, there's actual energy behind the scene. You know, it's not a, not always a bunch of bands just playing, you know, with nobody there to listen. There are, you know, kids, college kids, people of all ages that, you know, come out and want to be a part of this sort of cool scene. So I'm super proud, you know, to be from this city. I, I absolutely love it here. I, I grew up in Indianapolis, uh, a bit north, and I came down here for college, and I've stuck around ever since. I mean, there's just <laughs> there's no other city to me that has the size Nashville is, where you know I, I know a ton of people and I, it feels like a small town in certain ways. But there's just so much happening musically. You know, it, it's absolutely amazing. Wow, it sounds like it's a dream come true for a musician to be there, man. It really does. Here in oh, California, yeah. I, I'd say so. Uh, here in California, there's a lot of backbiting and and finger pointing, and it's just it's really difficult to get anywhere in music, and it's right. it's a tragedy. It really is. I mean, there's some mm-hmm. great bands and everything, but it's so hard to make a footprint, uh, at least get on your feet. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's great to hear that somewhere in the U.S. there's still musicians being loved. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a it's a great thing, and I forget that it's not like that everywhere, to be honest, and. You know, that kind of sad, and hopefully we'll get there eventually. But it, it's cool what's going on here now at the moment. And I, I think a lot of that comes from, you know, there being such a studio, you know, set here. A lot of those, those guys that are playing in those, like, underground, you know, rock and punk bands and stuff, a lot of those kids, you know, their parents worked in the music industry or their parents were studio musicians or whatever. Um, wow. And we've got some of the best players in the world. I, one of my – a guy that I used to work for when I worked in the music industry and artist management for a few years, uh, he told me about a show that he went to see Stephen Malkmus, uh, who played in Pavement in the 90s and has been a solo act ever since. And he went to play, and his band that was backing him at the time, they like totally screwed up in this song and even just like stopped the song. And in the middle of it, uh, he said, you know where we are right now. Uh, I could walk around the corner of this venue and pick out four guys at random that could play this song perfectly without ever hearing it. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, can't, you, can't, you can't screw up in Nashville. They'll know. Uh, so I've always enjoyed that story, but you know, there's an element of truth there. Everybody you meet here plays music somehow. Wow, man, that's honestly, and it's making my mouth water. I I kind of want to go to Nashville <laughs> now, man. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Um, so back to the back to String Joy. I mean, it, sure. it's a great company. The setup that you've got is just incredible. What you're doing for artists is just it's inspirational. Um, so what is it? We've heard you talk about all of these things, but deep down, what is it that you feel makes you different from any other guitar string? Aside from the business fact, aside from from helping, is there something that you feel personally that just sets you aside? Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing that I would say, and I'm not sure if this is exactly where you're going or not, but the big difference I'd say is service. That's something that nobody else honestly even has, really, that we're amazing at. Uh, and we've been told uh, countless times that it's the best customer service anybody's ever gotten. But, I mean, all the time people have written me and said, like, hey, man, I, I've been playing on my set for a couple of weeks, and I went and tuned, you know, the high E string up, and it snapped, you know, by, by the bridge, which, which happens sometimes. And they're like, hey, man, can I, you know, can I buy a single string? I'm like, no, I'll, I'll send you a string, man. It's all cool. It's, it's on us. Um, I wow. do that all the time. Uh, and I, I work with players all the time to find the perfect set. Um, you know, we really try to take an active role and working with all the players that work with us. And, you know, you're never going to get that from any other string company. And it makes a difference. You know, it always does. 
Um, I think every player would tell you they there's nothing better than you know rapping with some of your friends after the show and saying like, oh, I really like this gear, or I really like this pedal. You know, that's how we all learn, and we try to do that for all of our players, just to tell them what we know and see how we can improve what they do. And that's what is rewarding ultimately, you know, to me uh, at the end of the day is being able to change the way that people are playing and change people's gear um, just, you know, through this. It's too cool. Yeah, man, it's that's actually really good. I mean, like you said, nobody really does the customer service thing anymore. That mom-and-pop shop feeling that you got when you went into record stores or, or the local supermarket, you don't have that anymore, ever. Yep. And it's you a tragedy. Don't. And, and I, I should say... You know, like there are there are definitely still smaller guitar shops out there that are trying to do that, and that's awesome. You know, I I love those guys. I first learned to play at a place called Reno's Music uh, in Indianapolis, Indiana, and it was you know a situation same like that where my guitar teacher and the store owner you know taught me a ton of what I still know now about that. So those guys are awesome. Unfortunately, you know, there's less and less of those shops every day. You know, and it's been that way for probably a decade or two now. What with Guitar Center and you know, the big online musician's friend and all that. And, and those are great resources too. Um, but inevitably that does have an effect on those mom and pops. And so there are people, you know, all over that live where there isn't a great guitar store right near them that they could go and get that advice from people. Uh, and I think, unfortunately, we're going more and more that way in the future. And so, you know, we, we try to fill a bit of that gap as best we can. You know, obviously it won't be the exact same as, you know, being able to drive up around the corner, you know, and, and just like play some of our guitars and let us chat. But, you know, through the Internet, we're able to connect with people as, as best as we can. Uh, and, and we try to every way that we can. Well, on that note, too, you do answer your emails extremely fast. I mean, <laughs> I, I was expect- that, I, I've never known, to be honest. I mean, I, I just do it the way that the way that I do it. But I'm glad to hear that. Well, uh, really, man, I, I it was like two o'clock in the morning the night that I sent my first email to you. And I think it was a day and a half later. I was just like, I don't think this is going to happen. And then you pop up and you're like, it sounds great. I'm like, this guy's really interested. <laughs> it's like, oh my goodness. And on, honestly, it's usually even faster than that. Uh, you know, it, because I, I get so many emails, I kind of have to prioritize. So the sponsorship stuff takes a little bit longer just because I want to I wanna take some time to listen to it and, yeah. you know, kind of check out what's going on. And so I can't always do that every second of every day, you know, when it's the middle of a work day and I got a lot of stuff going on. Um, when people like, click the button on our site to you know help with gauges and then we try to create the perfect set for them that usually happens always less than 24 hours sometimes you know right afterwards so we, we try to be quick uh a lot of that probably comes from <clears throat> i worked in the music industry after college in artist management like i was saying and that job is basically uh living on email these days wow. uh, so i mean you're just sitting at your computer firing off emails at hundreds of different people every day uh, so I guess I got pretty good at that. So you were talking about your the business side of String Joy and everything, um, and you had mentioned earlier that it's grown exponentially in the last eight months. So how have you guys pulled that off? I mean, I know word of mouth is a very strong thing, but I, I know that can't be your only business model. So what are you guys doing? Absolutely. So, I mean, this is an interesting thing for me personally, you know, coming from just being a player and learning on the business side because uh, there's a bunch of different approaches. And basically, it seems to me like most of the guitar companies out there, and I don't want to say everybody, but a lot of them just kind of go the route of advertising in guitar magazines and whatnot. Um, and just because of the reality of it, you know, those full-page ads and uh, Guitar Player Guitar World cost thousands and thousands of dollars. Um, and we just couldn't do that. So I, I had to figure out 
uh, a way to find people. So, I mean, so- social channels have been huge for us. Instagram has honestly been the very best. Um, that's been huge for us as well, just in picking up customers uh, and trying to spread the word. But the biggest thing of late has been word of mouth, and it took a long time for that to kind of funnel in. Like, always people were telling me, like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm showing my cousin, and you know, I'm showing the rest of the guys in my band, and that was great. But it took a while before it kind of started to hit this critical mass, you know, where it started yeah. chugging along on its own. Um, but the beautiful thing, man, and I'm so grateful that people do this, uh, is a lot of people, when they, when they get our strings and get them set up on their guitar, they'll make an Instagram post or a Facebook post and tag us in it. Uh, and just say, you know, how happy they are with them. And that does a ton, you know, people just wow. seeing other players being super happy with the gauges that they got. Uh, and I'm so thankful, you know, to people for doing that. They obviously don't have to, um, but it's it's really amazing. And, you know, I, I, I'd like to think that part of that comes from, you know, us prioritizing having relationships with our customers and trying to do right by them in every way that we can. I think uh, in many ways that makes people want to turn around and, do the same thing back to us, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, we just we have honestly some of the best. You know, I I, I don't even call them customers usually, but that's what I mean. Um, <laughs> but just some of the best players in the world in terms of just great people that are always awesome about helping us spread the word. So that's been great, and we try to just be the best company we can. We give fifty cents from every order uh, to help fund music education, uh, and we switch between different charities we just started this program about a month ago so right now we're working with a, a program here in nashville at w.o smith music school and they provide guitar lessons for underprivileged youth um all the way across the board wow uh, so we're donating to those guys i mean we, we just my dream personally you know was to make a company that wouldn't just be all about you know making a bunch of a bunch of cash or a bunch of money you know um but is actually something that can really change people's lives in, in some small way you know and just be a model for being a great company that's conscientious about um, the people and its community. So I, I try to do that, and we try to do that in every way that we can. Uh, and we're super proud to be able to, you know, in our own small way, uh, be able to help music education because, you know, I wouldn't have known <laughs> how to play the guitar <laughs> if I didn't have an amazing teacher in the first place. Uh, and not everybody can afford that, obviously. So I think that's super important. Um, and I think just the more that we focus on being a great company in every way that we can, the more it comes back to us, and the more people just you know keep hearing the story and wanting to try them out. And once they try them out, they're usually hooked. So, wow. So I, I kind of want to talk about this charity thing. Not a lot of people yeah. do this kind of thing. Um, me personally, music saved my life more than once. I know the story's been told many times. You know, uh, many musicians know that it's true though, and. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel that music is such an important part of life. Every child should have music in their life. They should have the ability to be able to have that. If they choose not to pursue it, fine. But as long as they have it and know it. Um, and you guys are, are you know, funding charities to try to help this. This is incredible. So w- what made you decide to do that? Was it just a feeling of giving back to music or was it like a community kind of thing? Sure. I mean, I, I think it's a little bit of all of that, honestly. I mean, to, to start, I should say, I, I'd always, you know, years ago when I thought that maybe one day I might own a company, um, I always thought that if I did, I wanted to make sure that there was some sort of social component, however small, um, that it was a priority for that company to, to give back and, and, you know, cultivate a community. Um, so once we started, you know, I didn't instigate this in the first couple months just because money was super, super tight. 
and still is in certain ways, but um, we couldn't right from the get-go. But at a certain point, it just kind of started growing so fast, and I had this epiphany of, like, you know, if, if you're going to make that a part, the part of, a, you know, the DNA of a company, you have to do it early on, ultimately, because, you know, once you get, you know, if you get enormous – uh, and then decide it, it gets pretty hard because then you're looking at huge numbers of money that you've been giving up. You know, um, yeah. if you're making you know millions of dollars a year, isn't you know it, it's a lot to say. Well, we're going to give a million of that away. Um, but you know, when you're in the smaller stages and you know doing a few thousand a month or whatever, it's it's less to say. You know, we're going to start just always prioritizing and just planning that this amount of it is going to go to something good. And then that's just like I said, becomes part of the DNA of that company and. It stays there. So, you know, I finally hit the point of just like, we have to do this now. <laughs> so, so we are, um, you know, and again, at the moment, it's a smaller, a smaller thing. You know, we're not changing the world just yet, um, but we certainly hope to. I mean, one of my hopes and who knows if we'll get there, but, you know, one day I want to get to a big enough of an office where we can have like some small booths in the back um, for people to give guitar guitar lessons to people and be able to, you know, have like camps there or whatever and, and be able to cultivate that uh, in our own way as well. And that's just a personal dream of mine. Who knows if we'll be able to realize it or not. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, it, it, just like you said, music changes everything. I, I don't know where I would be without music. And I, I know that there are, you know, hundreds of thousands, millions of people out there that feel the same way. Yeah. Um, and just knowing how to play an instrument gives you an awesome something to work on and it can be a great escape uh, and a great way to deal with stress and a great way to handle all sorts of circumstances just having that outlet uh, so that's important to us to make sure that we can do whatever we can to make sure that other people get to have that as well so being that you're an owner of a guitar string company and you are a mm -hmm. guitarist i have a theory and it, it's actually the theory that led me to this podcast so i want to i want to get your view on this before we continue I think that if you're going to be a musician or if you're going to love something as much as a musician loves music, you have to be able to be okay with taking the ride. You have to be on the ups, the downs. I mean, you you got to strap into that roller coaster and be okay with what's going to happen to you. I mean, it, it's bad, right? Um, so, <laughs> so it sounds like you've taken the ride and... Everything that you've done, everything in the guitar and everything's taken you to um, the company. I mean, it, it sounds like you're so proud of this deal. Um, mm -hmm. How do you feel about it? I mean, looking back, was everything actually, uh, sorry, was everything actually leading you to starting Stringjoy? You know, uh, who knows, ultimately. It, it would certainly be easy to make that case um, because that is where it's gone. Um, hard to say if it was fate or not, but I, you're certainly right. I mean, I, I'm, I'm very proud to be where I'm at now. Um, and, and I want to say how, how right you are about taking the ride. Um, that's something I always explain to people. Um, the analogy I always use, so I went to Vanderbilt here in Nashville. And while I was there, you know, by being in Nashville, you can find a bunch of these kids who, I was kind of one of them too, I guess, um, who they'll be, you know, playing guitar or, you know, really trying to make it music. That's why they came to Nashville. But they also, you know, are studying to be a doctor or a lawyer or whatever while they're in school. And if you ask any of these kids, what they'll tell you is, well, you know, I, I came here uh, and, you know, I thought I'm, I'm going to play, you know, music as much as I can. And if that takes off, then uh, I'll do that. And if it doesn't take off, then I'll go be a lawyer. Um, the problem with that is 
it never just takes off. <laughs> <laughs> and this is true whether you want to be a musician or you're an entrepreneur, whatever it is. Uh, it never just uh, – you never get, get to get to, uh, you know, that final promised land, I guess you would call it, without having taken some dumb sort of idiotic leap of faith at some point. It just never adds <laughs> up that way. Uh, you know, you'll never, you'll never be studying to be a doctor and then some guy is just going to walk up to you and hand you, you know, $3 million and say, hey, we want you to hit the road opening for, you know, you name it. Uh, it doesn't wow. work that way. <laughs> the, you know, the best case scenario, you might meet a manager, they might be interested, and that might take six months to finalize. And then it takes a year to find a label or, you know, it depends on what model you're going with. But no matter what, you never get there without hitting that point that you say, well, I'm, I'm going to go for broke on this. Because, and the reason that is, is because there's so many roadblocks and there's so many moments where it'd be much easier to give up. Um, and that's been true with the business, and I, I'm sure any musician out there could tell you uh, the same thing. I mean, you'll, you'll bottom out so many times that if you have a plan B, you'll take it. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> uh, and maybe that's not true of everybody, but it certainly is true of many. Uh, you know, that's just how rough the ride is, um, that you'll reach a point and say, well, this isn't worth it. I'm going to be a lawyer. Uh, and the people that make it very often are the people that just say, I'm I'm going to make it or I'm not, <laughs> and that's that's it. Um, that's the only way, uh, and that's certainly how it is with the business as well. So you are spot on there. Um, and you know I don't want to say I'm out of the woods or anything yet. I mean we're we're still growing, and you know I'm not I, I'm I'm barely getting by myself just trying to grow the company. You know I'm I'm unfortunately not living in a marble walled palace just yet. Um, <laughs> but still to be able to have something that is actually affecting people um, and have, you know, a community of hundreds of people that, you know, thousands, I guess, to play our strings uh, is absolutely mind-blowing and, in my view, totally worth it. That's the way to look at it, man. I mean, it's all about the ride. I mean, the destination's really arbitrary if you think about it because if you get signed and everything, I mean, yeah, that's great, but what's the next step? I mean, you always. No, have... and that's the truth. And I, I wish you, uh, I, I had a poster of you saying that, to be honest, because I, I very often lose sight of that myself. I just, you know, will have it in my head of where where I want to be um, a certain ways down the line. But the truth is, I mean, you can get there and there'll just be a whole other list of things that, <laughs> that you're going to have to deal with at that point. You never reach that point that you just sit back in an armchair and say, you know, perfect, it's all done now. Uh, yeah, it's... Know, it never really comes. Yeah, so you got to enjoy it while you can. The whole thing is the pursuit of happiness, not actually happiness. It's kind of and that's the truth, you know, yeah. yeah, we're we're happiest happiest when we are working and towards that goal. <laughs> I mean, I mean when I do this podcast, you know, whether it's editing or doing the interviews or, you know, promoting it, I'm having a blast, man. And that right there, that right there is amazing. That just makes yep. it all worth it. So, yeah, I'm I, I completely understand, and thank you very much oh, absolutely. for answering that. <laughs> and, and you're so right about the enjoyment, too. I mean, I this is kind of a weird analogy, but uh, I, I've just gotten into rock climbing uh, in my personal life oh, um, nice. just a couple weeks ago, and I, I absolutely love it. Um, I, I do it a couple of times a week, but until I found this, you know, I, I played sports when I was young, and then once I quit that, I never really found any exercise that I liked, you know? So I do the thing where I'd commit that I was going to go running every day for – you know, X amount of time. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it would always be something that I dreaded. You know, I know I've never liked running myself. I'm sure a lot of people do love it. Um, and, you know, I would convince myself that I could just make it happen through grit and gnashing my teeth. 
Um, but the reality is if you're doing something you don't love, um, the actual process of doing it itself, it's pretty freaking tough. I mean, yeah. it, it's really hard. <laughs> yeah. um, you, you, you've got to love it. But when you do love it, 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 it makes it all different, man. I mean, when I started this company, I was bartending full time and, you know, doing this in, in the off time, working uh, at least 100 hours a week between the two things. Uh, wow. And, you know, if I, if I didn't, if I considered the work that I do on the company to be work, that would have crushed me. <laughs> but the reality <laughs> is, you know, I would look forward to the days that I had off because I could hole up on my computer and just, you know, work for 12 hours. Um, and that, that was, that's a vacation. That is a day off to me. Uh, yeah. I feel rested at the end of that, which seems nuts uh, to anybody, <laughs> but uh, it's great. I mean, that's the value of loving what you do. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, again, it goes back to the whole ride. I mean, it's part of the ride, and it just it it makes you feel like you've done something. And again, with your company actually helping people. I mean, even if it is just giving that kid a guitar strings that make his guitar sound so much better, he does not quit for the next you know six months. Um, mm-hmm. as it gets hard. I mean, you're helping people do something with them themselves and it's incredible to have that. And, you know, it's, it's great to be a part of what you're doing, man. It really is. I, I think so too. And I, it, it's kind of almost surreal hearing that coming from somebody else. This is just, uh, what I've been telling myself in my head for so long. <laughs> uh, it's weird to hear it out loud. No, uh, man, but that's I, the truth, man. And it's I, amazing. I understand that too. I mean, I, I've had artists, every artist I talk to, you know, they say what you're doing is great. I'm like, dude, I'm just, I started this so I could talk about music. I'm not going to lie. (laughs) I wanted to talk to people about music and how they write and record and perform music. And then I was like, let's perform, uh, promote local bands. And I was like, wow, this is interesting. I'm finding all of this new music it's like music overload and then it started growing and it just it it got crazy but the it, it, yep. it i wouldn't be anything without them you know oh absolutely and, and i mean the power of the internet is such that you know if, if you pick a niche and find something unique that nobody else is doing um which i guess is the case of both of us yeah. uh and and you just try to do it really well and just commit to doing it for a certain amount of time and don't give up on it it after a certain point, I mean, you, you start to get some traction, and then after you know a longer bit of you know time, you look back and you're like, "Holy cow!" You know, there are just, there are tons of people um, <laughs> that are following or involved or you know purchasing from you, um, yeah. and that's that's amazing. I mean, it's such a, a powerful tool to have that these days. You know, for for bands and for you know companies like my own, for all of us, it's great. Exactly right, man. Um, so I kind of want to get back to your customer service um, sure. because I, I that is a pivotal point of your entire company. Um, you can hear it when you're talking about it. You can see it. You know, it's it's customer service. So I want to have custom strings. How do I start that process? Sure. So, I mean, it all starts at our website, stringsway.com. That's what we do, you know, pretty much all of our business through. Uh, and if you go there, uh, you can check out all the different strings. We've got some sets that are just tension balanced, like a light set um, that we have the gauges perfectly matched, so it'll feel really even across the the, uh, the neck itself. So a lot of people will purchase those, and they work really well for them. Um, but you can also create your own custom set, uh, like they always talk about, you know, and you can select from every gauge. Uh, at the top of the page, which a lot of people <clears throat> end up going this route, there is uh, it says help with gauges or find the perfect set. 
And if you click through that, it'll just ask you a few little pieces of information, you know, mainly like what your guitar is, uh, what the scale length is on the neck, what tunings you play in, um, and, you know, how you usually like your tension, you know, what, what sort of like, uh, if you want like a 10 on the E string, for instance, and like uh, 54 on the low E string uh, or whatever. Uh, and you give us those details and we work to, you know, run a lot of the numbers um, and try to create a set that we think will work really well with you, uh, considering what genres you play and what, how you play the guitar. Uh, we'll hit you back with an idea. And sometimes it goes back and forth here and there where, you know, some will say like, uh, I don't know, just make something that you think would be cool. I'll send them something. They'll say, okay, we're close. What if we went with the wound third instead of a plain third or whatever? Um, and we'll work with that and kind of work back and forth. Uh, then send out the strings, you know, they'll, they'll purchase from us and they'll check them out. And in most cases, they just love them right away, which is pretty awesome. Uh, <laughs> occasionally they'll say, oh, this is really close. I just need a little bit more tension on the bottom or something like that. Um, so they'll say, all right, and we'll tweak it on the next set uh, and get it just right. I mean, sometimes it takes an iteration or two to find that perfect balance. And that's just sort of inevitable whenever you're doing anything custom. Um, every guitarist is different and everybody likes things a little bit of a different way. <clears throat> but once you find that perfect set, it's it's amazing. I mean, it's just you, you have that set up, and people will always tell you uh, how big of a difference it makes on their guitar finding the perfect set for that. That is awesome, man. And and you're with them this entire way. And is yeah, it you? Absolutely. Is it you answering yeah, all of the you, emails? It's it's usually just me. Uh, soon we'll have some other people getting involved as well. Um, I've been fortunate to be able to work with everybody individually, you know, kind of the whole way up, uh, which has been awesome. Um, but, you know, eventually we'll, you know, get some other people and train them up um, to where they'll be able to do it too, just because of the volume of emails. Eventually I won't be able to do it all myself. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I at the moment have a personal relationship with almost every single person that, that's bought from us. Um, so, I mean, that's pretty cool. And it's it's fun for me. I mean, I've got thousands of uh of people all around the globe that uh, i've been able to work with uh and so i mean that's that's amazing i mean uh, we've we've sent strings i mean you name it all over from indonesia to you know uh brazil to uh israel uh russia anywhere wow. um and it it blows my mind you know as one guy um who you know a couple of years ago was just playing guitar as much as he could uh, to be able to affect the lives in some small way uh, of people all around the globe. I mean, it's it's just it's nuts <laughs> to be honest. But when, when I think about it, it still kind of blows my mind. And it's one of those things that if you had told me a year ago um, that it would be where it is now, I would have said you were crazy. I mean, uh, but it, but like we were talking about, you know, once once you get through there uh, and you, you take that ride, it, it all kind of feels normal now too. So. I have to I have to take a, a minute every so often to sit back and uh, remind myself how cool this is that we're where we are uh, and have the opportunity to go where we want to go. So we're talking about how your customer service is and and how your company is so amazing and and the things you were doing are so great. So what do you see your guys? Uh, I'm sorry. What do you see the company doing in the future? Mm -hmm. Sure. Well, I mean, first of all, thank you for all the kind words. I mean, it never it never gets old, uh, <laughs> to be honest, to, to you know, be held in high esteem. So we're definitely very proud of that. Um, to be honest, the future, I mean, we try to listen to our customers as best as we can to dictate um, where we go next. When we started off, we were just doing electric strings, and then 
we started making acoustic strings and then bass string. Um, I, I think the next step for us down the line is to start working with different materials. Um, we, we started off just working with our, our main blend for electric and bass, uh, our Nick main nickel alloy, um, that we've you know worked to find the perfect sort of blend, and it works really, really well. So we've stuck with that uh, and haven't wanted to you know just create a bunch of uh, you know whether it's stainless steel strings or um, different sort of uh, types of ways of making the strings and making them last longer. We didn't want to spread ourselves too thin at the beginning. Uh, we'd rather, I, it's my philosophy that it's better to do one thing as best as you possibly can and just, you know, keep doing it. Uh, but I think eventually <laughs> it's going to come to the point that we're going to be introducing, you know, stainless steel strings and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and that's going to be exciting. Um, the cool thing is, you know, I, I think we will try to just be a string company and do that as, as best as possible. I mean, It'd be really easy to just start expanding into absolutely everything related to the guitar, um, and you know try to make money doing that. Uh, but I, I think you know, in line with what I was saying earlier about being you know your guitar string guy, just like your grandpa had a shoe guy. Uh, I think it's in line with that uh, for us to make sure that we are the best possible outlet for getting your strings and working with you to make sure they're perfect uh, before we start growing into other things. If that even never does happen, so. Uh, that's kind of where I see it going. I mean, right now we're just trying to turn as many people on to what we're doing as possible. Um, and we're really fortunate to have a great product and a great, um, you know, a great sort of way of serving people such that when people find us and give us a shot, they tend to stick around, you know, and, and that's yeah. a pretty awesome. So I think we're doing a lot of things right. Um, we're just going to kind of try to keep doing things the way that we're doing them and keep organic growth going uh, as best we can. That is awesome, man. Now, where can people find you on the internet? Um, uh, do you guys have a storefront or an office space in Nashville that you guys work out of, or or is it all home based? So we've got an office space, but we don't. It's not a storefront exactly. It's just okay. where we work, and we don't like to get a lot of traffic in there. We try to keep it really, really clean, <laughs> just because there's strings and you know it's kind of a controlled environment. So it's not really a bunch to look at. Uh, for anybody at the moment. I mean, I'm sure eventually we'll expand into, you know, having some sort of cool storefront or place where you can come in and try a bunch of different strings or whatever. Um, but uh, you can always find us online. Stringjoy.com is our, our main place. Uh, my email address, and people email me all the time from all over the world, it's scott at stringjoy.com. Uh, it's as simple as that. Uh, but if you go to our site, you can check out everything we've got. Um, you can find out, you know, what the perfect gauge strings are for you can ask any questions. There's a lot of information about us up there. We've got a blog where we'll go into uh, other famous musicians who have used custom gauges, like Jimi Hendrix famously uh, used his own set. Wow. Stevie Ray Vaughan did the same thing. Tony Iommi, David <laughs> Gilmore. I mean, the list goes on and on and on of players that have had their own custom sets of strings. They've been playing forever. And it just turned out that it hasn't been until, you know, now that re the regular everyday guy has been able to do that as well. So that is awesome man and uh you are on instagram facebook um i believe twitter yeah. too right yep facebook we're facebook.com slash stringjoy uh, and instagram and twitter we are at stringjoy staff okay so s-t-a-f-f -F after stringjoy um and yeah find us on any of those we're very active on everything i would say instagram's our most active account and we, we try to respond to, to every uh question that we get on there and every comment that comes up uh, and just stay really engaged with everybody. So that's probably the best way to 
to keep in touch with us or check us out, you know, if you're just kind of on the fence about it. Awesome. Awesome, man. Oh, and I was going to say as well, since we were talking so much about the sponsorships, uh, if that's something you're interested in, check out stringjoy.com slash sponsorships, uh, S-P-O-N-S-O-R-S-H-I-P-S. Uh, and there's a little bit of info there about it. Um, it just tells you, you know, to send over, um, you know, a little bit of info about you know, your band or how, you, you know, however you like to play. Maybe you're a solo artist or you play in a band. I don't know. Um, just send us some info there and we'll check it out. Um, the only thing I would caution, like I said earlier, just because uh, I like to take a while to listen to everything, uh, sometimes it takes a while to hear back from us. Uh, and just, just know that we, if we were to respond in an hour uh, for, for every single place, <laughs> we wouldn't really have a, you know, a chance to check you out and get a feel for it. So it, it's for the betterment of everyone that we, we take our time with, with evaluating who we want to work with um, or otherwise. So. Awesome. Well, I thank you so, so very much for being on the show tonight. I really thank you for the sponsorship and the opportunity to work with you. I really dig what you guys are doing, and I can't wait to get more into this relationship and see what happens for both of us. Oh, absolutely, Andrew. Thanks so much for saying so. I mean, we're so proud to be working together, uh, and I really look forward to seeing where it goes in the future. I mean, it's it's amazing to... It's amazing to think about where things can go for both of us yeah. uh, and where they seem to be headed. So I'm excited for everything that we'll do in the future, and it's been great doing this right now. I, I'm so thankful to you, to you for having me, and you know, can't wait to uh, to talk to your viewers or listeners rather, uh, and do anything we can to help. Well, thank you again. Thank you for enjoying my process. I sure as hell enjoyed talking to you, and I will talk to you very soon, man. All right, sounds good, Andrew. Thank you. And that was Scott, the owner and operator of Stringjoy.com. It was really cool talking to him. I said thank you about a million times during the breaks and and beginning and end of that thing because, well, you sponsor the podcast. That's really cool, and I appreciate that kind of thing. I also really appreciate the fact that Scott runs the company the way he does because yes he is a businessman and he has to make the money to make the business grow but also he does think about the musician we're not actual customers we're musicians there are things that musicians need there are things that make sense to musicians and scott knows that and embraces that and i think that's why string joy is going to be a huge success for everyone involved also, it's really cool to see that there's not actually a monopoly on the string companies anymore. There was like three of them that just ruled the planet forever. And then there's little companies like Stringjoy coming out and making just as good or better of a product and focusing on the musician. It's just incredible. So thank you, Scott and Stringjoy, for being a great guest on the show and also for being a sponsor for the podcast. You guys are amazing. Also, everyone, just in case you were wondering if you haven't heard it in previous episodes, for being a fan and listener of the podcast, if you go to stringjoy.com and you purchase something on the website, that's custom strings, their tension-based strings, their instrument cables or even their picks all you have to do is put in the promo code local at checkout that's l-o-c-a-l 
and you will get a discount for being a listener of this podcast because you're awesome. Now, because you're awesome, I know that you know that I know that you want to know where you can find more episodes of the podcast. All you have to do is go to iTunes Podcast, Stitcher, or YouTube and type in The Local Music Revolution. In all of those search engines, The Local Music Revolution will come up. All you have to do is subscribe, rate, add, comment, and tell me how awesome all of these musicians and artists are because that's the reason why I'm doing this. They're great. You should hear them. Tell them how great they are. That's all you have to do. Again, that's on iTunes, Stitcher for you Android users such as myself, and YouTube for the entire world because Google will take it over at some point. You can also find the podcast on social media at facebook.com slash localmusicrevolution, Twitter at TLMRpodcast, and on Instagram at the Local Music Revolution. There's also the WordPress that you can follow, which is thelocalmusicrevolution.wordpress.com. Stay up to date. Go follow that podcast. Thank you guys for staying with me this far. If you've gotten this far, you are awesome. Um, there's a lot of sarcasm this week because I've just had a long week, and it seems you know funnier that way. And I really enjoy when things make me laugh. So I've had to cut and paste and cut and paste because I'm making myself laugh. Um, <laughs> on next week's episode, there's a band out of Visalia, California called Atlas coming on the show to resume your regularly scheduled programming for one week before we do two major holiday specials so that i can spend time with my family during the holiday season that will be the christmas special which pretty funny lots of really funny answers for a couple of those questions and for new year's because we're all going to celebrate new year's and reflect on how weird this year was and how good next year could be if things fell into place so until next time this is the local music revolution i am ogre you have been awesome. Thank you very much, everybody. You have a good week. Take care and be good. This is the local this music is revolution. The local this music is revolution. The local music revolution. 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 Local music revolution.